welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I am joined by Garrett. Hey, everybody. Anti. Me fail English? Impossible. <laughs> Unfortunately, the time of good English all went. <laughs> uh, you you what? I'm waiting. Hmm? You started to say you what? I spoke English very delicious. Ah, yes, you do. It tasted good on my ears. Don't worry. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Mm. So, <clears throat> shall we get into this thing? Uh, mm. I guess we need to say all the uh, things that we, we now usually say at the beginning of a show. Um, guns at work. Still having issues with people trying to shut the range down. I will link it in the show notes again. Please read their story and assist them however you can, uh, even if it's just raising awareness for what is happening to them. Um, Magnum United, I read out most of the training last week. If you didn't hear that, go back and listen to that show. Um, otherwise, I'll link their uh, Facebook page with the events on it in the show notes. Great people. Please support them. Lots of awesome training coming up there. Um, I guess we need to mention that like shooting ranges are opening again for actual matches and stuff. So you guys should probably start like training and loading ammo and shit so you can like go shoot matches. Why are you looking at me like, uh? I mean, when were the ranges not open? Vector was closed for a month. No, but like if, if you're like, that's a members only club, so. No, I, I meant for matches. Like they're opened again. Who's held matches? No, no one's held matches because it was December. That's what I'm saying. I know there was a match at Magnum this weekend. Yes, there was. I didn't go. Neither did I. Yes, did you go? No, I didn't go. Yes, oh. didn't go either. So, so it may not have happened. It didn't may all be a figment of our imagination. Because not... if we weren't there, it didn't matter. Yes, exactly. I think Navarro went. Mm. That's possible. Uh, Austin went. Austin went. I think I saw a, like a like a score sheet with his name at the top. Mm. I think. Yeah, I think he did win. He did win. What a terrible way to say that. He <laughs> <laughs> are, are the winningest. Uh, cool stuff. It looks like the English is going to be on full form. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have nearly enough whiskey here for uh, the level of English we're doing at the moment. Yes, you do. I know you. Uh, no, not, not here. I'll have to walk to the cabinet. <laughs> Which is fine. I was going to say, if you've drunk all that whiskey in that cabinet, it's not your English that's going to suffer. It's your braining. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is a ghost sitting here. It's not me. I died last week. Yeah. It's not it's even a ghost. Not. Wait for it. Wait for it. Are you ready? It's a spirit. This <laughs> <laughs> is a terrible day, Jack. Uh, that was pretty good. I'd like uh, to apologize to our listener. All one of you. Um, Tbag, you've got an exciting trip coming up. Well, when you listen to this, I'm either going to be in the States or I'm going to be very, very, very sad. <laughs> and at the moment, it's a 50-50. <laughs> yes. But the time's growing closer, so uh, soon we will know. We will know. You guys will know next week, Monday. Um, <laughs> we'll know before then. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> you may have to bring me whiskey. <laughs> What to to console you? Yes. <laughs> Checks out. Um, 
Yeah, so T's going to SHOT Show. Uh, it is back. I don't know if one happened last year. I know one didn't happen in person last year. I don't know if they did something. No, there was no SHOT Show this year. And, and a lot of a lot of manufacturers have pulled out this year. Some quite big ones as well. So it's the first year in the new venue. Um, but uh, so it's going to be interesting. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the big guys are not not going this year because of the Rona. Well, I'm guessing that if it's a if it's like a, a smaller crowd of people, your chances of catching the uh, short show plague is like less. Well, you know that's the thing as well. Like I've had the short show plague, so that Corona. Man. <laughs> if you don't know what the shot show plague is you've never met someone who's gone <laughs> yeah, very fortunate because it's revolting uh, so yeah we'll see it's uh I'm, I'm really hoping all goes well but yep hopefully you'll find out so if i'm not on the week after show then you know <laughs> what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna cut this show in half <laughs> remove this little bit of me saying that he's <laughs> <laughs> lying about going to shot show <laughs> the photos of him at shot show were done in the same place the moon landing was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right do you want to tell us about the topic so what we thought we'd chat about today is is a topic that that's come up on on quite a few sort of US podcasts that I thought's quite interesting because I think the the context here may be similar and then some of the context may be slightly different um and and that is the the sort of subject of of with regards to carry guns get out of trouble guns versus get into trouble guns um the idea being that or sort of the, the basic concept being that some carry some carry guns are there purely so that you can try and get out of trouble and and for sort of most people i think that's going to be the the sort of flavor of their carry gun um and some people's carry guns need to need to be able to to assist them in getting into trouble uh and that that's not just obviously we're not talking about in trouble in a legal sense. We're not talking about being a vigilante. So before anyone gets silly, we're not talking about playing sort of hero, but there are some people's realities where um, they're, they may, they may need to put themselves, sorry, that's my dogs. That's free. Um, they may need to put themselves into a bad situation um for whatever reason uh and and the sort of differences that's gonna have in in your carry gear um and and sort of i think bigger than that as well but uh, everyone likes to talk about gear so everyone does like talk about gear cool stuff mm. so let's frame that a little bit are we talking about this um partially in context of law enforcement and security um, or are we talking specifically concealed carriers who may have a need to do things that we wouldn't generally advise? The latter. That, that's kind of what, what I was thinking. At law enforcement and security, you hopefully know your your sort of your rules, your setup, your your um, your requirements and, and your duties. Um, I think for a lot of civilians that gets um, that can get a little bit muddied. Um, and often on 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 both extremes you get hello 
Um, you get people who who kind of do the who think that by strapping on a gun, they, they are now Captain Marvel and need to throw themselves in in the middle of, of any potential drama. Uh, and then you get the other line of of everything is not my circus and not my monkeys. Um, and and I've just got this thing to uh, to to get the bad man away right now. Um, I th- I think as with almost everything in life, um, the, the truth lies in the middle of those two extremes. Uh, but there are variations for for different people. Um, so, some people are more likely to have to drop what they're doing and 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 go to to where potentially bad things are. Um, whereas for a lot of people, that's probably not any sort of of reality. Um, and I think it's it's. It's important, you know, it's, it's the great Pat Rogers quote, mission drives the gear train. Um, you know, it's, and, and, and the, the context of this, and, and Daryl Balky, who, who I have a massive respect for, we don't always agree on, on everything, but I have massive respect for Daryl, um, is the, the sort of concept that, you know, you've got a gun to, to get out of shit. Um, I think that could be, and we discussed this on the show before. I think that could be slightly different here, just because of 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 the nature of the trouble. Um, but I think it's also not it's not as cut and dried as 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 law enforcement versus not law enforcement. Um, you know, yes, as a not law enforcement individual, you you don't have that sort of duty to go get yourself involved in things. But I think the the simpler context to think about is: Are you likely to get a phone call from someone? at some arbitrary time saying, I'm in shit and I need help. Um, and for a lot of people, that's that's not likely. So that they really they, they really aren't looking for a or, or they're they're a lot less likely to need to get into trouble gun. Um, but uh, for a sorry uh, um, for a for, for some people that is a likelihood. Uh, and 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 I think where where that becomes important is if that is your reality, you're not going to have time to go past the, the armory and and John Wick up with your SCR Combat Master and forty seven spare mags um, and your MPX, which is a really well, weird choice. Whiskey. I, oh, I well, well. So that that's what I thought was was worth the discussion, and 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 I don't think we can give. This is not the sort of show where we're going to give anyone any sort of hard and fast answers. This is not the sort of show where we're going to give you a checklist of of what gear you need to be an operator operating operationally. Um, But I thought it could be an interesting chat about more than anything, getting you thinking about where you could find yourself. Um, you know, I, I think realistically July last year in South Africa was a, it was a, it was a, a very, oh, we, we lost corn. Um, it was a, it was a, a bit of a watershed. I think it, it was a, there were a lot of lessons to be learned. I don't think we should, we should change everything we do because of, of one sort of black swan event. Um, but uh, I also think that we should 
you know, there, there, there are lessons we need to learn out of out of those sort of weird things, and and it, it's it's worth considering. So I think that place uh, pops into my head where this could conceivably happen, and I had a talk with someone about not um, not protecting yourself from bad stuff, but it was a it was a paramedic who uh, I think used to work sort of the Northern Cape region. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, I th- and don't want to misquote him, but I think he said that their average drive to a scene was 45 minutes. Sure. Not the response time was 45 mm-hmm. minutes, their average drive to a right. was 45 minutes. Um, I think that if you're in, in that sort of environment where you can't just pick up the phone and go, hey, Mr. Policeman, and he might be 45 minutes away because mm. cars and stuff, there he is, he's 45 minutes away potentially whether he is available or not mm. you're far more likely to need to go and, and and assist a family member or a friend uh in communities that are that far spread and have low infrastructure and stuff than you are perhaps in the city so i think if we start framing it from that perspective where we have a an actual guide for you're you're likely to run into trouble because we know that rural areas are dangerous and you're unlikely to have help coming to you except for the people around you and hence you need to be better equipped potentially in order to deal with that so shall we pick up on it from there mr Ravens. right now yeah oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry dude no no that's cool and and that's a that's a definite sort of thing where it it, it could happen you know yes we we all you know the, the the line has always been that you know don't go looking for trouble and 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 we're not saying go look for trouble um you know if you know, it's the classic if, if someone's breaking into the house don't go looking for trouble find the police and but we also understand the reality that as you say if, if you're in a r- rural area that can be delayed if, if you're in a if you're in an urban area that can be delayed um, you know if there's a lot of shit going on um or or whatever and you know if if if, if, if you fall quite low on the on the sort of give a fuck let, level, um, you may not be having anyone coming in a uniform rapidly. I, I, I had a, I, I've, I've had times where fortunately it was an emergency and then we discussed on the show where I spent over an hour trying to phone my local police station um, and the phone just rang on every one of the numbers I had. So if that's the situation, um, you, you, you may phone your neighbor. Um, you know, you may find your mates lives down the road. You may, uh, you know, or, or it, it it could also be the someone's home alone and they, they, they're concerned that there's a, a potential issue um, because that's the other thing. You, you can't phone the police every time you think you hear a noise or, or anything like that. It, it may be a case of they kind of phoned a neighbor and went, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. Now, once again, and, and this is, it, it's, I'm going to keep repeating this because I think people people can sometimes take things out of context. We're not saying once again go be a vigilante. We're not saying go look for trouble, um, but there is a there is a reality between dudes kick down your door and getting the police. You know the police there. There there, there are there are situations like that, and 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 the one corn brings up is a, is a really good one. If you're in a rural area, um, and it doesn't have to be that rural. You know if you you think about it. You, you could be twenty minutes away from your local police station, in a pretty urban area, um, especially if 
you know, if I think about, you think about four ways on a Saturday morning, um, you know, tr trying to get through anywhere, there's going to be delays. Uh, if so, yeah, you know, it's if you if you're likely to get that phone call. Um, short version: Do you want to have a J, J frame in your front pocket if you're likely to get the phone call that that you might have to run through and go assist someone? Um, me, I, I wouldn't. You may need to take half an hour to explain what J frames are. <laughs> a snubby yeah a snubby two inches <laughs> <laughs> not what you tell the missus is six but <laughs> um, all righty so, so let's but it is let's let's start talking about that in a little bit more detail then so for someone who is less concerned with getting that call, even though they might get it, but they're currently more concerned with not getting fired from their job for carrying a mm. firearm. They're going to prioritize a get out of trouble gun, yeah. which we would define as something that you can conceal, something you can shoot reasonably well, but you don't have to shoot it to like service pistol levels, um, but you want to be somewhat proficient with it. Um, something that is unlikely to give you away and something that you are capable of using should you need that in order to create some distance between yourself and something that is trying to kill you. Um, that's a pretty short list of requirements, right? I mean, you, you don't need a hell of a lot of ammo in that gun. Um, you're not going to prioritize things like red dots, for instance, on that if it's going to cause concealment issues. Um, you're probably not going to prioritize something like I need a full grip on the firearm i don't need front serrations necessarily etc i don't need the i don't need the slick fucking competition fibers that i like running that are sharp and can't go into any holster in the world because it rips them to pieces um you're you're prioritizing having something on you that you can use as a tool but it's a tool to help you right it's a tool to get yourself away from stuff perhaps a family member who's in direct sort of area but it's not to go and it's not the kind of thing you would want in your hand if you had to run towards trouble. Um, if that's what you had, that's... Yeah. And, and I think it's, it, it could even be... Any of that stuff can be compromised um, to the extent that it might not even be the gun you want to have in your hand if you're running away from trouble. Um, it might be the only gun you can have in your hand if you're running away from trouble. Uh, so, yeah, that... that, that, that you know, we, we all have a mutual friend who carries a Glock 42, and for that particular person's reality, um, th there's there's a huge amount of compromise in that gun, uh, and for them, th all of those compromises are worth it, uh, considering uh, what that what, what the, the sort of potential issues with getting made. Okay, so that's uh, a getting out of trouble gun. Okay, so now let's contrast that with uh, some of the things you would like to have in a firearm should you perhaps need to run towards something that you weren't directly involved with, but where someone that you hold dear is involved. There, I think what you're looking at is you, you're going to be wanting a greater level of capability. Um, you're going to be wanting something that, that you can shoot better. Um, you know, you're going to probably want something with, with a few more rounds in it. You, you may want the ability to fit a light. You know, it, it, 
and, and, and maybe what we should discuss first is, is maybe we should go through a, a couple of possibilities where a couple of that contextualize the realities where that could happen. So the one, as you mentioned, is a very good one. If you're in a rural area, you, you may be the person that your security company phones. If your office alarm goes off, um, you may be the person who has to get in your car and drive through to the office at three o'clock in the morning to see what, what's happening with the, the security, the, the alarm. That's not just, and, and, and once again, that's not to say that you're now, going to do a one-man clearing or one-woman clearing on the warehouse on your own with your Glock 19. Um, but you're you're going towards potential trouble. Uh, you know, for, for a lot of us, there are some people who, if they phone you at three o'clock in the morning and go, dude, I've got shit, um, you're going to pull your pants on and, and, and go help them. Um, and th there's a lot of people who who I wouldn't make that phone call to. And that's not to say that they're not capable with guns. It's not to say that don't have guns. I'm, I'm talking about people I know with guns, but there's people I wouldn't make that phone call to because I don't, they're not, it, it wouldn't be in their best interest or they wouldn't be the best sort of get into trouble people. And there's other people I would, I would find those, you know, for that. And if you're going to get that, if, if you're the sort of person who's going to get that phone call, you may need a little bit more. Um, you know, your one of your kids is, it's, is working in a in a really dodgy area in their phone and go, Dad, Mom, my car's broken down. I need someone to come come to me. Um, and 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 there's a, there's a myriad of sort of places where that could happen. But I think it's it's just kind of worth discussing, sort of some of those realities of where that could happen. It, it could be a work thing. It it could be a, a, a situation of you're going to have to go into work despite there being issues in that area. Um, you or you might you might get that phone call. You may you may not be able to leave your office. Uh, you know, you're you're a vet and you have a veterinary practice full of sick animals, or you're you're a doctor or whatever, and there's there's shit happening. Um, you may not be able to to bug out immediately. Um, I can't believe I used the word bug out in a sentence. So please forgive me. I'll uh... I'll I'll make you feel better in a moment when you're done. I'm going to make a, an explicit year recommendation because this is Africa. Mm. Um, I think if your daughter calls you and her car is broken down in a dodgy area, I recommend a 1986 Hilux that used to be white, but is now cream with a dushka on the back. <laughs> I mean, that will solve most of the problems. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a get into trouble. Let me tell you. If we're contrasting things, you have the G42 on the get out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need to know. <laughs> so I, I think what it, a lot of what it boils down to is when you're making that decision on on your carry gear, uh, and you need to look at. And it's always a compromise, but but you need to look at where those compromises exist. As I say, if you if you work in an environment that you're going to get fined if you get you get caught carrying a gun. Obviously, we don't recommend you do anything illegal, but you know your company policy, whatever, you're going to get fined if you get caught carrying a gun. You you could be unemployable. Well, then your your priority is having a gun, not having a super death ninja gun. Um, I think where where people sometimes kind of err is. The, the person who's in that situation has people telling them, well, if you're not carrying a full-size service pistol and four 26-round spare magazines 
and a weapon-mounted light and a dot, you might as well not carry a gun because you're not ready. That doesn't help. Um, the other example, the other extreme of that is, I think, the person who who is in the um, the, the more dangerous situation, the person who may get that phone call, the person who may work in the place that's that's targeted or whatever, who then chooses to put the six shot nine or short in their front pocket because not because they can't carry anything bigger, but just because they don't feel like it. Um, and once again, a gun's better than no gun, but maybe just think through your options. I think that's that's the sort of thing when you when you're deciding what you want to what you're going to carry, um, what, are, what are the likely uses of that thing? Because we know criminals come in gangs in this country. Uh, and we know they're not necessarily going to duck when you fire the first shot. Um, we also know, and, and, and this is something that we've observed over the last two years with, with COVID and, and, and all of that, is those gangs are getting bigger. Um, there's, there are more and more stories I'm, I'm, you know, around and, and not just, you know, guys standing at a, at a bribe, but, you know, rifle country company size groups hitting things. Um, so what we need to look at is, are we, are we being lazy? Are we being, but on the same token, are, are, are we being Rambo and putting ourselves in a situation where, where we, may not be able to carry a gun at all because we we insisted on trying to carry, you know, a, a, a CZ Shadow 2 and a Bowie knife um, in our scrubs. Uh, but are we being realistic about what we might need the gun for? And I think also there's options available that weren't available two years ago. Uh, big one being the Enigma. Um, so two years ago or, you know, when we started this show, um, if, if you if you wanted to carry a gun in a in a non permissive environment, you had fewer options. Or you, you there was one glaring um, option that exists now that, that didn't exist then. So your ability to carry that that great big pistol was was substantially curtailed. Um, now, with the Enigma, and um, we're not paid by John or Sarah. Uh, to 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 push the thing, um, but but that that changes things. Um, that that adds it adds a capability and adds an option that wasn't available. Uh, that might make it worth worth you looking at and going. Well, if this is my situation, maybe I can carry a a get into trouble gun. Um, and, and I don't think that's the best terminology for the gun, but I, I think it just makes the most sense sense to people. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think that makes sense. Um, in the context of you might get that call at really inconvenient times and you can't head back to go fetch a gun. Uh, you have to sort of take what you have on you. You get the phone call in the middle of the night when you're asleep at your house in your bed six feet from your safe, um, I think you're pretty sorted as long as you have something in there that is useful for that event. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you're thinking about going out and about and perhaps getting that call, I certainly would want something where I have, I'm, I'm, I'm pretending that I'm someone else here because I want the 1911, but <laughs> let's pretend for a moment I'm not me. <laughs> I'm not the dude who just wants a slightly longer slide for the scenario, but I'm the dude who wants <laughs> a double <double-back> gun. 
for a moment. Let's just punch um, something that has the option of taking bigger mags is, is is very appealing, especially because carrying bigger mags not in the gun is pretty simple. Um, they can hide fairly well in pockets. Um, some sort of magazine holders can really make those things disappear. You can stick them in a bag or briefcase or whatever. You can't leave them unattended, but you, you can carry those things in a way that they're not on body um, necessarily and they're really easy to hide. When they're not in the gun again with a 33 round happy stick in it kind of hard to hide um when carrying on body i would definitely want to have something that has the ability to take bigger mags if possible so if all you can carry is a g26 well it has that really cool function where you can stick a 33 round mag in it if you if you need to mm. um but the same is true for a 19 or a 17 um or a 34 uh, you can you can always stick bigger bigger mags in those um i'd want a, a light rail I won't necessarily want to light on the gun all the time. I think as we've discussed in the, in the past, carrying weapon-mounted lights, especially ones that are, are useful. When I say useful, I mean useful in this scenario, right? We're not talking about a, a tiny little light that gives you something in case you get you happen to get into trouble, happen to run into trouble. This is, this is more a, a, a conscious choice of choosing something that has a little bit more capability. I would want a, a full-size rail on that gun. Um, or at least the option to mount a light in some way, even if it isn't to a rail. And uh, I would want to have a useful weapon-mounted light available to me. And what useful is is going to be highly dependent on on who you are, where you live. Uh, if you live in the example of you're in the middle of the Karoo, in the middle of the night, um, you may not even need something more than, I don't know, I, I don't I genuinely don't know. You probably need the moon shining on a on a on a on a mirror and the whole area lights up because everything's pitch black. In urban settings you need something with a little bit more uh, more output. So you need to figure out what works for your environment, but I would I would definitely want access to a weapon mounted light. Um other things kind of useful, I think, in the getting into trouble segment of this is is having some form of protective layer available to you now you you can't wear that to the office or you generally can't wear it to the office i think is, is perhaps a better way of putting it you're not going to hide some plates under your 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 skin tight shirt um with your skinny jeans uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna work um but having that stuff sort of to hand i think is going to be useful for these sort of, i know i'm sort of getting off the gun but no having, I, I think it's relevant having that stuff available so you can pop it on if required i think is a really good idea and uh, having that staged to the level that the law allows, I think is a really good idea. So if you can have your first aid kit staged on that thing, really good. Um, if you can have the mag pouches and stuff set up where you need them, even though you can't store it with mags in it if it's not in a safe or in your direct supervision. Um, <laughs> having that stuff staged in, in a way where you can, you can grab it and go, I think is a really good idea. Um, if you're going to get into trouble and you're not taking a rifle or a shotgun, you're not taking a long gun, um, definitely try and have some some sort of holster that offers retention um, because you're expecting trouble. You're, you're expecting to go and do something that perhaps isn't a shooting problem, but then is probably a, a, a hands-on problem. And the uh, last thing you want to do is literally hand someone your gun because you've got it in, I don't know, some nylon thing on the side of your body that, Barely holds it in when no one's trying to take it. Never mind when someone is trying to take it. 
And I think related to that, and I think that's, that's something that, that people sometimes forget because there is this, this sort of mental thing about getting all jocked up, is that you may still need to keep that gear concealed. Um, you know, there's, in fact, it's, it's pretty damn likely that you're going to need to keep that stuff concealed. Uh, you know, you're, you're not law enforcement, you're not security in a uniform. Um, so, and, and, and there's really good sort of, I hate to use the word, but tactical reasons to keep the gun concealed because that, that phone call might be the, your daughter's car's broken down on the N2 out of Cape Town um, and you're trying to wait with her for a, um, a tow truck or something. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a high risk situation where you may not necessarily be able, you know, you, you, you may be the person who, who broke down or you may not be able to, to get out of there or whatever. There might be for whatever reason that you can't just scoop up the car and, and whatever and, and get going, but you also can't stand there with your 6004 and your slung M4 um waving at people while they drive past well you you can but you're probably going to get arrested um, no 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 if you're wearing multi-cam no one will spot you <laughs> i'll see the floating in four that's all yeah Rat- there we rattle and rattle can your gun <laughs> so that's yeah I, I think that's I, I think that's what the sort of and, and that, the, the, the show isn't about saying everyone must go out and buy X gun because that's the getting out of trouble gun and that's the getting into trouble gun. Um, it, it's more about thinking about thinking about why you carry a gun and equipping yourself um, for that reality. And, and, and that could be, once again, that, that could be the you're an office worker who is, you know, in a, in a sort of secured building and in bunny ears because nothing's super secure, but some things are lower risk than, than others. Or you, you're someone who works from home. Um, and as a result, you're not, you're not really going out and interacting with people that much. Your, your requirements might be a little bit different to the person who's, um, you know, on the road or, or, or who, who is potentially having to go assist people or, you're a tow truck driver and, and, you know, your job takes you into quite dangerous areas and sometimes quite dangerous sort of things. Um, it's, it's finding it. It's the, 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 the big thing is not so much anyone going, you need X or you need Y it's, it's you working through your head, like likely realities um, and how best to deal with them. So torches, you ideally want to be carrying one on you, but at the very least, if you've got a car, have it in your car. Um, you know, the, the cool thing is that while you can't leave a rifle in your boot, sadly, you can leave body armor if you want. You can leave first aid stuff. You can leave torches. You can leave um, uh, med gear. You can leave all sorts of things in there. Uh, and, and once again, I'm not saying have a, a full ALS jump bag in your boot. Uh, but you know, may, maybe if 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 there is a possibility of someone phoning you and, and you needing to go help someone, um, you know, two plasters and a, a, a sort of yellowish a bandage that's gone yellow uh, isn't the most useful thing because you know Toyota gave that to you when you bought your car in two thousand and seven. Nineteen eighty six, being the back. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> They updated it when they fitted the douche for you. I think one of the 
I think one of the things that are important to understand with what's being discussed here is that everything's fluid. There's nothing black and white in this sort of environment. And it's a case of just opening up your mind and thinking about what you need and why you need it, what you have and why you have it. Um, and then understanding that everything's got its advantages and disadvantages, pros and cons. Um, and that's where the sort of discussions come in from a perspective of this is my sort of get out of trouble done. Um, and then there's the, the other side of things where this is my get into trouble gun. And the reason that those sort of two topics come to mind is because each one of those subcategories, if we could call it that, have their own set of pros and cons for each one. One's easier for you to live with on a daily basis, the other one's not, but the other one's easier to shoot and it normally has more bullets in it. Um, that's basically the bottom line. Uh as a, something something I mentioned earlier, and, and just to expand a little bit, and 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 I, I know it's come up before, but I, I think it's there's a lot of lessons to be learned, and and that is July 2021 in South Africa. Um, there was there was a, a a fair amount of unrest. There was a fair amount of of sort of violence, um, and, and and the big thing to to kind of bear in mind with that is it wasn't Tiatwaki. Um, it wasn't the zombie apocalypse where, where you could immediately become a warrior baron. I did offer some people that I would be a warrior baron, but that didn't, we didn't get that far. Um, <laughs> but it, it wasn't that Mad Max scenario where all of a sudden you were going to, um, you know, so there was, there was high degrees of violence. There was high degrees of, of, of danger um, combined with the fact that life had to carry on. Um, normal things had to carry on around that. And, and I think that's, that's something people often forget about. So, you know, oh, it's, it's, if, you know, and, and, and we all know that the, the, the person, and I'm sure we've discussed in the show before, who every time they go to the range, they've got the body armor on and the full-size pistol in the drop rig and the fucking mags and the M4 and all of that cool shit. And then they either don't carry a gun or the carry gun is, you know, a Smith & Wesson shield that's shoved in the back of their pants because now when, when that thing happened, when that went down in, in some areas, you had zero warning. Um, you could have been at work. You could have run up to the shops to go buy bread and milk. You could have been walking to school to collect your kids. There, there was a whole lot of, of um, normal day-to-day -day things that, that, that you could have been busy with when all of a sudden shit got really real um, up here in Joburg. We maybe had what twelve hours warning, um, but we we still had to go into we had to go into our offices and 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 sometimes that was in, in in areas that were quite sort of high risk, and that's also the sort of situation where you may get that phone call to say that your significant other on their way to a meeting has now found themselves in 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 a serious situation. Um, law enforcement are stretched thin, security are stretched thin. If you're going to go to them, that's a get yourself into trouble kind of situation. And it's, to my mind anyway, a, a logical and reasonable get yourself into this trouble situation. We're not saying you're driving down the road and you see shit and you, you, you inject yourself in, in something stupid. But if, if, you're, if your significant other phones you and says, I got shit, um, if you're going to stand there and go, well, sorry for you, I'm, I'm not the police. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe they'll come help you. Um, then you had a problem, and 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 then all of a sudden that w what you have on you is what you have on you, and 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 anything else might as well be on Mars. 
because I also think realistically, if 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 your wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, child, grandmother, whatever, phones you and says, this is the situation, I need you here now, I'm not going to drive home, jock up, and then drive there. Uh, so if you are the likely recipient of that phone call, you may need a bit more of a get into trouble gun. Um, and that that might be the G26 as opposed to the JFRAP. Uh, but if you haven't thought about that, um, the, the, the worst time to be thinking about that is while you're screaming through there with your 38 snub on your ankle um, and a spare speed loader at home in your safe. Um, you don't really want to be thinking about that while you're, you're doing that drive. I'm, I'm glad you said speed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say spare speed up. <laughs> oh, you, you, you are apparently the show's official speedo expert. The budgie smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit more on the, uh, on the events of July. Uh, we had quite a bit of, of notice, as T said, before stuff really started heating up here. And it didn't heat up here quite to the same extent as it did in some other places. It wasn't, it wasn't nice, but it wasn't as bad as some of those places. But there were people in the malls that got hit first. There were people in the warehouses that got hit first who had literally zero notice. And uh, I, go find some footage of this on, if you just Google sort of July insurrection or whatever it was called officially, um, South Africa, you'll find some, some video and you might discover that a get out of trouble gun would not have gotten you out of trouble there because you can't escape a mob of 500 people who are literally surrounding the building that you're in. Um, there is just no way. Uh, and as T said, if, if you get the call for your family members who are in there, um, that's a decision you're going to have to make against uh, potentially grave odds, potentially not. Um, but I would want to be equipped if I had to make that call. Um, you're still going to have to make it whether, whether you came prepared or not. So consider that. And I mean, one of the things that you brought up now, Corn, is that um, if you sort of find yourself in that situation in one of those malls and you're surrounded by a fairly hefty, hefty or heavily um, sized mob, um, we, we've sort of spoken about it quite a bit tonight that get into trouble slash um, get out of trouble gun. Um, and there's also two distinct mindsets, um, I think, because typically when you're going to need to get out of trouble, that's something that's caught you a little bit unawares. You haven't actually had the same amount of time to prepare for, think about um, all those kinds of things. But when you, you're sort of going into that phase of, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in a position where I could reasonably expect to, to find some trouble, um, you're typically going to have a much longer period of time to start thinking about that, maybe preparing for it, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's very much the same in terms of mindset because of that um, I'm getting into trouble now, you haven't had time to prepare for it. But if I'm going towards trouble, I've got time to prepare for it. That whole thing with the, the, the criminal always gets a vote. You don't always get a vote mm. um, when you're the target, not when you're going towards it. Um, as Gaz said, you're, probably going to be caught a little bit unaware or a lot unaware because of that's in their interest to catch you when you're not paying attention uh, or when they've distracted you briefly. Um, they get to decide, at least in this country, um, when things actually start happening. Um, you don't get to, 
You don't get to do things just because you think there's danger. Um, you don't get to preempt the danger. Yes. Yeah, you you can you can do some 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 things to get yourself away from it or make it known that there's there's trouble or use something like a pepper spray or a flashlight or something to create distance. But you don't get to go, hey, I think something's happening. Let's go to lethal force. Um, you don't get to do that. Where, as Gaz said, when you're going to get into trouble, you're going in there with the expectation that you're going to find trouble. Um, you're not going in there with the expectation that you're going to have to use lethal force, but you're prepared if you do need to. Um, much better prepared. Potentially. I mean, you know, the, the, I mean, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's that I, I think of an incident once a few years ago, just after Christmas, where uh, I was... I was sitting at home, so I theoretically could have thrown on a whole lot of gear if, if, if I wanted to, but there would have been downsides to that as well. Um, phone rings, it's a mate of mine's wife, doesn't phone me that often, answer the phone, like they've just been in a shooting in the house. Um, so I pulled on my pants and, and went through. And in that sort of situation, you don't know, when I got there, there was like every blue light in the world there because you... <laughs> Because if you do shoot them, then then all of a sudden there's there's all. But in that sort of situation, it would have been super problematic if I pitched up um, in a in a plate carrier with a rifle um, and gone, <laughs> hello, all the law enforcement of, of this in the next three towns. Um, but by the same token, you could pitch up there and no one's arrived there yet and, and, and there's someone in the garden. So I don't know about you, if... if if my friends phone me and say, fuck, we've got a drama, I'm not going to go, let me know when the police get there. Um, and that's not a case of you jumping in the car and driving through and going, I'm going to get an extended gunfight with home invaders. But you you are potentially putting yourself in trouble because you don't know what's what's happening there. It would make, I, I was very glad that I didn't have a Glock 42 in my front pocket for that. Um, I've been in, places where i would have paid ten thousand us dollars for a Glock 42 right there and then um but given the choice uh, and and had that phone call happened when i wasn't home i would have been very glad not to have a j frame in my ankle sort of thing so i think it's just it's it's a case of it's taking a realistic look at what you can and can't do um and, and not and not making excuses you know we've discussed in the show before and i I still think lazy people, you know, have a right to defend themselves. And, and if if you're going to only carry a tiny gun and no spare mag and no light and no anything because you 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 just don't feel like it, well, it's better than nothing. Um, but but consider consider why you carry a gun, uh, you know, and 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 consider the situations where you might need to, to use that gun, um, and. Don't go in with the, the the assumption that if you fire a shot, everyone's going to run away, or you know, just having a gun somehow makes you this magic, uh, you know, it's this magic talisman and it, it makes you bulletproof. Yeah. Also, don't go in with the uh, expectation that the career criminals who are hitting places as units um, are unaware of how to use their firearms and will never hit you. Um, because that'll fuck you in this country. I don't know about some other places. Maybe there's some truth somewhere in the world to that assumption, though I highly doubt it. Uh, people who use their tools regularly get good at using those tools. Um, they might not be sort of fucking GM level good with that stuff, 
but they're going to be they're going to be able to hit you. Um, don't for a moment think that they won't be able to. And if you get the one that can't, you got lucky in in an unlucky situation, not the other way around. Open gambling are not a self-defense strategy. Hoping that they're going to suck or, or betting that they're going to suck is not a, a self-defense strategy. And and there was a discussion amongst a group of people that, that I think Corn is referencing there. Um, it's it's concerning when people have this, you know, they the, whoever I the dude might be a muppet. He might be completely useless. But you know what? Incoming gunfire has rights of way, um, and if his bullet hits you because he got lucky, or if he bullet, his bullet hits you because he's a GM, it's still the same fucking bullet. Uh, and I think people kind of, they, they, they underestimate that. They underestimate far too often people think that a fight is going to happen the way they pictured in their head. And the way they pictured in the head is often a lot more like a movie where they're in a bit of a position of advantage and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna shoot the bad guy, say something pithy, or sorry, you would have say something cool, then shoot the bad guy. Um, and then, you know, you make out with the girl in the space capsule. I watched a lot of James Bond in my youth. Um, and, and, and that gets, that's problematic. Uh, you know, if, if that's how you're, if that's how you're approaching these things, you're in for a nasty shock. Um, you know, I've, I've said before, if, if you think you're only going to draw the gun when, when, when it's beneficial to, or, or, or when you're in a, you know, when, when you're in control, it's a good chance you're never going to draw the gun. Um, you know, it, it's you, you, it's about finding the least worst, um, and that's the same with 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 your carry. It's it's finding, it's finding the least worst option because the best gun to carry is no gun. The best, you know, the best gun to fight with is a battle rifle, um, <laughs> or a nineteen eighty six Toyota with a dish gun. Um, and and it's and that's the challenge. You know, we we all want an NAA two D short mini revolver that that turns into a nineteen eighty six Hilux with a dish gun when you pull it out. Um, it would only get wet. It's like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, let me just feed my pug after midnight. The gun, not the dog. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, th- I think I think the, the 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 big message is just to look at t- take take a step back um, and 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 look at look at what actually happens. Not what you hear at the bry, not what you like to picture in your head, not what you saw on freaking whatever TV show you like. Um, read, read, read the newspaper, or look at the news, or um, and 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 see what 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 reality is. And and I mean, this is a gun show. Decide how much you're willing to compromise. If, if I said to you that one day in your life you're going to be attacked by three people who are going to try and shoot you. Um, do you want to just throw a pocket pistol in, you know, wealth of PPK in your pocket and, and, and hope all's good? Or are you going to make the compromise to, to put a slightly bigger gun in an enigma um, for when that day happens? And I think what a lot of South Africans sort of forget is the likelihood here 
is substantially bigger. Um, you know, for, for, for a lot of our American friends, they carry a gun because they can, um, not because they're super likely to need it. Uh, and that's awesome. Um, if you, you know, and, and, and you, you know, you, one of the things you hear, you, you see in a lot of sort of more switched on sort of US based things as guys will go on about how, you know, you're, you're more likely to be killed by a heart attack than being a gunfight. Um, here, that's not necessarily the truth. Um, you know, you may be killed by a, gun, a heart attack, but it, you may only have one heart attack and two gunfights. Uh, so we, we need to understand that while the nature of fights is not dramatically different here, though, though that, that is starting, as I say, gangs seem to be getting a little bit bigger. We, 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 you know, we're starting to see sort of better equipped, bigger, more violent gangs. Um, but the other thing is just the likelihood. So be careful of, of, of taking U.S. And there's a hell of a lot of good value in U.S. sources. So, so please don't, don't take that out of context. But be careful of taking U.S. sources and moving that 100% to, um, you know, here. If you live in freaking Oshkosh, Wisconsin, um, you are at substantially less risk than if you live in anywhere in South Africa. Uh, by the same token, if you lived in Kenosha, Wisconsin, you probably thought you were at substantially less risk than anywhere in South Africa until one day you weren't. Um, and I think that's that's something we need to we need, just need to remind ourselves about. And I think partially why I threw up this idea is because sometimes I need to remind myself as well. Um, you know, we, we we do forget why why we're carrying a gun. It becomes a I carry a gun because I'm going to carry a gun, but we forget about the context in which we might need it. I'll say a couple of more things that is not strictly the gun, but it's sort of related to the whole concept that we're discussing. Um, the chances of you showing up with your fire team squad of buddies, who trust implicitly and who, who know how to fight with guns uh, is pretty slim. Um, I think even if you call our group of friends where everyone carries a gun and like, Everyone does things with guns on the regular and everyone's reasonably skilled with firearms. Um, the odds of you calling us and you find eight of us together to come and rescue you is almost zero. Um, the chances of you finding two of us together to come and rescue you is almost zero. So you need to be prepared to do some things on your own. Um, however you, you prepare for that, you need to be prepared to do some things on your own. And as part of having to do things on your own, um, remember that you need somewhere to put guns when guns are not necessary. So you need to have a holster that you can reholster into. Um, think about it, walk into a house that police haven't shown up yet, your buddy just been in a gunfight. You walk in, all you find is their little child. Um, you have to do something to get them the fuck out of there. You can't necessarily have your rifle in your hand, right? You might need to sling your rifle, stick a handgun in your hand and carry the child out or something similar. You might need to render first aid and I don't want to stick my rifle down next to on the, on the ground next to me, I want to sling it or shotgun, or I want to at least holster my handgun um, for several reasons. One, it prohibits other people from accessing it, but also it's where I know it should be. So it's not like, oh, fuck, something went wrong. I need to move away from here and I leave my handgun behind. Um, or you turn around, your handgun's gone because you were in the moment and someone took it um, from you. So you need to have some way of, of maintaining effective control over your firearms whilst not in your hand quite likely to happen when you go places on your own 
and you're likely to go places on your own, you need to, if you are the person that got called to go and help someone, um, let me, let me, let me take that from the other side because it'll make more sense from there. If you are calling someone to come and assist you, make sure that that is someone that when they called you, you would go and assist them. Don't be the dude who goes, gee, Corne, I saw you once 17 years ago. I know you're a gun guy. I'm in trouble. Let me Google Maps you my address for a place you've never been to. Please come and save me. Um, if you know me and you know how good my memory is, the answer is probably, who the fuck are you? <laughs> so that's not going to work out really well for you. But even in friends groups, um, if you're calling someone, make sure it's someone that you would go and assist. Um, something that's important to me and that I try and keep up to date with is people who are likely to call me in emergencies. I make sure that I have their addresses and I make sure that I have their addresses saved against their contacts on my phone. So if I pick up my phone and I go, go to Tarek, I want it to take me to Tarek, right? Um, if I go take me to Gaz, I want to take me to Gaz. I don't want to have to look up an address. Um, some of your friends might have recently moved. You've never been to the new place, but at least you have the address. So you can get there despite the fact that you haven't been there before. Getting information from people on the phone when they're in uh, you know, panic stations is really difficult. You might get, oh, fuck, we've been in a shooting. That's the only thing you get. You might get, oh, fuck, we've been in a shooting. We're at this restaurant. Or at least you know where to go. Oh, fuck, we've been in a shooting. We're at home. Oh, shit, emergency, phone goes dead. Um, lots of people become slightly incoherent where they'll repeat things like, please help me, please help me, please help me. But there, there's no actual context of what you're going to or where you're going to. Um, what you're going to shouldn't matter quite as much if it's your friends or your family you care about because you're not going to care what you're going to. Helps prepare, but if you don't get that context, you're still going to go. But if there's nowhere or there is a where and you don't know how to get there, you're going to feel pretty shitty about yourself afterwards. So try and be prepared for that stuff. Um, I would recommend having a contact number for a mutual friend who you can call as you're on your way. Um, I wouldn't rely on that happening, uh, on them arriving to come and help you, but at least have someone else that knows how to get to that person's house who can coordinate with emergency services and things while you go and actually try and help them. Um, you can't be dealing with phone calls and trying to get emergency services there and stuff when you're you're the cavalry. Um, you've got other stuff to do at that point. So, like, hand that off to someone else who can take care of that stuff. You go do what you need to do. Um, be prepared if you if you're making the decisions to. I'm not religious, so I'm not going to preach to you. Um, but if you do make the decision to go to places where bad things are happening, uh, be sure that you are okay with that decision. And if you're not okay with that decision. You're not necessarily a bad person. You're not a bastard, whatever. Some people are just not prepared for that. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not for them, right? Um, if you're not prepared to do that, I would recommend that you play open cards with your friends. Um, they might still come and help you. They might love you and they might appreciate what, what, what you're saying to them, but at least they're not going to waste their one phone call on trying to get you there when you, you're not going to come. Um, or you're going to, to, to come and you're going to park a block away and wait for. You know, you're, you're not useful in, in that instance. Um, I think, sorry. Okay, T. I think the other side of that is as well is be realistic about who's on your list of people you're going to phone. Um, if you're awake, make the one making the phone call, uh, you may discover who, who are, are friends and who are acquaintances um, when, when that goes down. So 
have a realistic idea of, you know, you, you may not have the opportunity to phone the whole world. Um, so, so make sure the people you are, you phone are the sort of people who will, um, phone for help if they're not going to help you hopefully that those aren't the people you're going to phone but you know make sure the people you're, you're going to phone are the people you're going to rush through and help you um and that's that's something that's most likely a conversation you need to have with yourself uh more than anyone but don't think that your buddy who's a really good shooter who you kind of know um but he's really good with guns is going to be the one to run through uh you, you, you may find that the guy who's most likely or the person who's most likely to run through may not be the best shot, um, but they may be the person most likely to drop whatever they're doing and, and rush through to, to help you. So make sure you're sending that phone call in the right way. And, and, and I think, yeah, if you're the person likely to receive that phone call uh, and, and the person likely to respond to that phone call, make sure you can do that effectively. Another thing before uh, I'm going to hand it back to you guys <clears throat> You are only of use to the people you're going to go help if you arrive intact. Um, so doing 270 Ks an hour in a 60 zone because you have to get there quickly is not doing you or them favors or perhaps someone that you hit on the way. You have to arrive intact and able to do shit. Don't skip fucking traffic lights and stuff just because, right? I understand emergency situation, have your hazards on do what is required to get there in the shortest period of time, but don't go, I'm crossing William Nickel. It's fucking rush hour traffic, but I'm not going to slow down or stop. I'm just going to blast straight through because emergency that doesn't work that way. You're going to get yourself killed someone else. You're never going to arrive to help your buddy. Um, additionally, sort of similar track. Once you get there, you need to stay intact in order to be able to help the people that you're there to help. It doesn't help you kicking down the front door the moment that you arrive there and you get fucking 12 gauge buckshot to the face, either from the baddies or from your buddy who's fucking held up in the house. Um, be sensible, be reasonable in the way that you approach places where danger is. Um, don't do something fucking dumb because if you eat buckshot, you're not helping your friends, right? Um, Except for, for them laughing afterwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and having an awesome thing to give. Remember the time you killed corn? Dude, do you remember when you shot corn in the face? <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's, it's that whole scene from Pulp Fiction, right? I <laughs> shot Marvin in the head. Uh, <laughs> Is that all the other? So you've, you've got to arrive intact. Um, you need to have some way of communicating with whoever you're going to rescue so they don't fucking shoot you. Um, don't go fucking walking through the house. Going, Hello, Derek. Be sensible. Um, get some training to, to aid you with that stuff. Um, don't do the house clearing that you see in the movies. <laughs> like, don't, don't do the fucking wiggly worm in front of the door because, you know, if I move quicker, they can't shoot. Yes, they can. They shoot fucking moving targets every fucking week. <laughs> well, you know what? If it's a cuck shot, he's probably more likely to hit you when you're doing the wiggly worm, when you jump in front of his fucking gun. Exactly. So you've got to remain intact. Um, it, again, you might get hurt and stuff, but don't do something deliberately dumb um, that takes you out the out the sort of chain of, of emergency services that's going to go help your friends. Um, and certainly don't add to the casualty list in a bad way. So you show up, you're going to go help your buddy who's in trouble. 
you fucking do something stupid and now your buddies who you went to go rescue is now looking after your ass because you got yourself injured in some dumb way. If you get injured when you're doing something heroic and, and great and necessary, fucking one of those things. But when you pop your head up in front of the window, go, are you there? Like, that's not heroic, it's stupid. Bear in mind, you're paying your medical bills, you're paying your legal bills, um, and you're dealing with the consequences of your actions. So you need to make sure that you're you're properly prepared for that as well. Um, so yeah, m- make sure it's someone you're willing to pay the medical bills for the legal bills and, and deal with the consequences of if you do go rush through to help them. Um, don't, don't be looking for an excuse to get into trouble. Um, make sure it's it's a situation where the, the 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 consequences of not were dramatically worse for 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 you and the person. Um, you know, if it's someone you don't give a fuck about, then later. Also, in the context of this whole thing with getting into trouble guns, if it is your T had some examples earlier where you might be the person who represents the company and you need to go see what's going on. It's just that's your job. Um, I'm not talking in that instance, but when your friend calls you and he goes, gee, I've had four beers. I'm sitting at my house. They're busy robbing my place at the Vol Dam where fuck all is, but I know because the alarm went off. That's not a good like situation to hop in the car. We're going to go, you know, we're going to go <laughs> stay at the fucking warehouse. No, there's nothing of fucking value in there. Stay the fuck away. Send, send people who are paid to do that shit. You're not. Um, exactly. You do the paying for that stuff. You, you don't get paid for it. Um, so yeah, be, be sensible on, on when you go. Um, deliberately going to places where bad things are happening, where you don't need to be, isn't smart. And, and yeah. when I say don't need to be, I don't mean in this instance where you're choosing to go somewhere where you don't physically have to be right now, but where there is there is a deeper purpose that tells you you have to go now. Let Go do that. But if, uh, again, like I said, if it's your buddy's empty fucking boat dock, that's getting robbed a hundred kilometers away where there is nothing. It's stupid to go there, right? There's nothing of value to yeah. go and save Also guns and defending property is, is problematic. So you might end up in a whole lot of trouble for you going there. Yeah, that, I think the, the sort of the, the final thought on this, and, and it's something we've, we've gone through is if you're getting into trouble, make sure it's something worth getting into trouble for. Um, and, and make sure it's something that you can explain getting into trouble for as well or, or justify getting into trouble for. Uh, once again, if if you're worried about getting, you know, a car radio, it's not worth getting in trouble for. Um, if you're worried because you, your mates are locked in their, their room and someone's trying to kick the front door in um, and, and isn't going away and there's no one there to help them, well, that... That that that's going to be worth getting in trouble for, to my mind, um, and and only you can answer that that question for you. Uh, you once again, you're going to live with the consequences. You can't expect anyone else to to take those. So even if you ran to your friend's aid and you got shot, or you've now got legal bills because you shot someone, that's on you, and you've got to make sure that that you're happy, not happy, but that you're willing to deal with with that being on you. I'm going to say one more thing that I, I have said in previous shows. I don't remember which ones, but I think I've said it at least twice before. Um, there is no cowardice in not going um, because it's situational, right? And, and I think the example that I used previously is if you're the 87-year-old granny 
that shows up to a house with a front door kicked in, I highly recommend that you don't go in to investigate. I don't think it's in your best interest and I don't think you're going to aid the people inside because you're going to be unable to fight. In, in general, I understand there's some people who are amazing as well, but in general, you're going to be unable to fight. You're, you're not going to be able to, to do something of use. You're far better off calling someone else to come and help, be that paramedics, police, security, friends, whatever you need to call, but you're far better off staying out of there and getting someone else who's capable of going in there to go do it. Um, so there's no cowardice in that. There, there's, there's, that's not what I want to do, but understand I'm an able-bodied dude who has some understanding of some of these things to some limited degree. Um, I understand the risks. I could fight if I needed to. Um, I, I'm, I'm more useful going in there than the 87-year-old granny. So there's no cowardice in doing it. Know your limits. Um, you don't have to be an 87-year-old granny for it to not be in your best interest to go. If you're, if you're the dude with the two broken legs who come, came off his bike this weekend, you're also not the guy who should be going in there to aid because you're only going to make the situation worse. You're not going to be able to do anything of, of use or rather get on your phone and get someone else there. Um, I understand, and, and this, this shouldn't color it, but understand if you are able-bodied and you choose not to, that's probably going to color your friendship going forward. No, there's no in going when you shouldn't go. We're um, not saying that when you're the dude who posts Instagram photos with your fucking AK with its fucking duct taped on like fucking red dot and your plate carriers who run seven miles every week with your gun and fucking pack and stuff. And if you're the dude that doesn't go in, well, I'm going to judge you. But. <laughs> Understand that it's not a it's not a universal judgment. There are people who should not go in, and I can't tell you whether you're that person or not. That should go in or shouldn't go in, but you need to make peace with whether you are that person or not. Now, I mean, you should probably reevaluate that throughout your life. Because I don't have children, but I assume that once you have children, um, the amount of trouble you're willing to get into is going to diminish because you won't be able to be there for them, or or the other way. <laughs> depending on how you feel about said wife and children or husband and children or Apache helicopter and children Um, but also then as you get older you age or you get injured or or whatever you may need to reevaluate that thing a a couple of times throughout your life Um, so far off topic it's not even funny (laughs) we didn't have a topic to begin with well, then we're right on topic because you can't be off a topic you didn't have to begin with. So we didn't actually talk about his gear as much as I thought we were going to. That's why I said we're so far off topic, it's, it's insane. Have something you can shoot reasonably well, is reliable, um, has sufficient ammo in it for what you are likely to face, that you can stow away if you need to, that you can actually access, that you can still fucking hide if you show up to the scene and the police are already there. Um I recommend a 1986 Hilux with a dishka and a tablecloth. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a large red and white check tablecloth so you can make it look like an Italian restaurant. What's that? No, that's the Trattoria. That's not a 1986 Hilux with a dishka. If anyone wants to sponsor the show, we would like a 1986 Toyota Hilux. It used to be white. That's now green with a dishka. Single cab. Uh, Single cab, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have someone yeah. from the Middle East go. Uh, mm. We'll send you one if you can license it. Like, <laughs> 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 I 
Yeah. Or someone will just send it, it'll arrive. Um, Gwono's home address is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, be realistic about shit. Um, I, I, I'm probably not going to take a rifle if I get a phone call to run to a mate's house and go help them. Because there's also always the chance that you get that one policeman who's now decided that, well, he's going to arrest you because there's someone to arrest you. And I'm not saying that's the majority, but we know that there are guys out there who who may just make your life unnecessarily difficult. I don't want to pitch up looking like I'm armed. Um, I'm not a security guard. but yeah, you know, you can you can stick a twenty four round mag in your Glock and and hide it relatively well for that sort of thing. You're not going to carry that all day every day at work and not get made. But for something like that, yeah, maybe that's an option. So maybe consider that. You know, maybe there's maybe it's worth carrying the double stack because you've got the advantage of of going up to a slightly bigger mag with whatever gun you carry. Um, you know, maybe there's maybe it's worth ca- carrying the. Maybe it's worth carrying the slightly bigger gun if you can. Maybe it's not. Uh, but consider all of that when you consider why why you've got this shit. Exactly. Mr. Raymond? I think you guys have closed, uh, covered just about everything. I don't have any additional clothing sorts in there. Clothing sorts. <laughs> clothing sorts. Gaz <laughs> <laughs> no. has had too much coffee. You can hear yeah. it. Or not enough coffee. <laughs> not enough coffee. The small mug is finished. <laughs> I can see it's like flowing. How much coffee do you drink a day, Gaz? Uh, today I only had three cups. I didn't say today. I said in the average day. Uh, probably about five, between five and seven cups. Yeah, I think you're lying. I think it might be between five and seven cups before you go to work, and then five and seven cups before lunch. Funny enough, only seven cups. between five and seven cups per shift yes (laughs) yeah because i see how much coffee you drink yeah it is a big mug so it lasts a little while i I don't drink a lot of anything i don't drink a lot of whiskey (laughs) sorry sorry Sorry. don't drink a lot of beer don't drink a lot of coffee I certainly would never drink a lot of monster. No, no. Here, have a monster. I've just never had a monster. <laughs> Is there a doctor in the house? Because I need a monster. <laughs> this is just turning into chaos. Oh, and it's going to kick like a mule. Sorry. Uh, okay. This is getting worse. stupid now. Stop that. It's silly. Guys, do your magic. Okay, cool. Uh, as always, thanks to all of the, the people that have been listening to the show and interacting on the Facebook page. If you've got any questions or you'd like to discuss some things, please feel free to reach out to either one of us. Uh, you can stay anonymous if you want to. Otherwise, you can create a post on the Facebook page and then we can take it from there. Also on Instagram. Uh, other than that, our shirts are still available on the Boss Ninja website. So if you want one of those, I'm sure it will be linked in the show notes. Club rules are the same. Shirt, like and subscribe. Minimum of five stars. Thanks a bunch. Later, losers. Yushka.